The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know it's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. Welcome to The Megan Kelly Show, live on Sirius XM Channel 111 every weekday at noon east. Welcome to the Megyn Kelly Show. Happy Tuesday. E. Jean Carroll's post-trial victory tour in the media continued last night with a lengthy appearance on Rachel Maddow's show. They're paying this woman $30 million a year for one show a week, and she refuses to do journalism and still lectures us about how important truth and facts are and good journalism while she does none of it. That's not the business she's in. You will not believe her answer, E. Jean Carroll's, to a question about what she's planning to do to help women with, quote, Trump's money. We're going to get to that. Um, Plus some strange conspiracy theories around Taylor Swift, the Super Bowl and Joe Biden. Have you heard any of those? But I want to start. Glenn Beck is going to be here in a minute. But I want to start with what happened on MSNBC last night. I tweeted this out and I believe it. This is the kind of clip that could win Donald Trump the election. It's one of those moments in time that is so revolting and in response to which so many on the right will recoil as she celebrates her $83 million defamation judgment against him. She was a magazine columnist. Did you ever hear of E. Jean Carroll before this whole allegation against Trump in this lawsuit? Do you really think her reputation was injured as a result of him saying, she's a kook, I don't know her? This is a nut. She's a nutcase. Do you think so? Or do you think her status has gone up because she was so embraced as soon as she made these allegations by the left that they did things like change laws in New York so she could sue the man for sexual assault on which alleged the criminal statute of limitations had long expired? She wants us to believe her reputation was in tatters. And thanks to this jury, she's now being rewarded for those damages. Does this look like somebody who had a pristine reputation that she was very careful of for all these years until Trump said she's a liar. I didn't sexually assault her at random in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room 30 years ago, I think, because Eugene couldn't give us the exact date. Look at this person celebrating this absurd award and Rachel Maddow giggling along next to her like the next move is to braid each other's hair. Watch this. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, Rachel. Yes. Tell me. I had such such great ideas (laughs) for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, 
you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing nope. in France? No? Oh. All right. All right. Okay. That's a joke. <laughs> Although joke. if if me fishing in France could yeah. do something for women's rights, I would take the hit. You know, I would obviously take one for the team. The joy which with with which they are celebrating this absurd verdict is stomach turning. They know it's not fair. They know it's ridiculous. It's way above what even the lawyer had asked for. And by the way, that lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, Robbie who's very talented in the courtroom. I wouldn't take that away from her. She's gotten good results for her clients. She's the one who effed the women when she worked for Time's Up, when Andrew Cuomo was the one in trouble. She's one of the ones who, when faced with the question of, hmm, it's a Democrat who's been accused. Hmm, what should I do? She decided to side with the Democrat and sold the women up the river, thus resulting in the closure of Time's Up. So she can spare me as they sit there talking about what champions they all are of women's rights. When it was a Democrat who was allegedly hurting the women, they had no time for them. You see, it's just when you're President Trump, they can change the laws to come after you. They can give you a nearly hundred million dollar judgment on defamation that if it happened at all, is at best worth a pittance. And no one, even someone calling herself a journalist, will even bother to challenge you on it. And instead, they'll joke about how they're going to go shop for a new wardrobe, which, by the way, Rachel Maddow does desperately need. The University of Austin is a new university dedicated to the fearless pursuit of truth. At UATX, a culture of free, open inquiry and civil discourse helps us break through barriers instead of walking on eggshells. Students will feel at home in our downtown Austin campus. With guidance from world-class professors, they'll grapple with history's most important ideas. They'll learn through dialogue, without fear of censorship, while forming friendships that last a lifetime. They'll have unparalleled access to mentors in business, science, politics, and the arts, and develop careers alongside Austin's leading entrepreneurs, builders, and founders. What's more, all students in the founding class will receive full tuition scholarships for all four years. Admissions are rolling for fall 2024. Apply to the University of Austin now at uaustin.org. Joining me now, Glenn Beck. He's host of Blaze TV's The Glenn Beck Program and my neighbor love, here on Sirius XM Triumph Channel 111. Oh, I love, any, I love anybody who can make a comment on Bergdorf Goodman. Uh, and Rachel Maddow in the same, I don't think they've even been near the same block. Um, you know, the thing about this, um, Megan, is that this case was so unbelievably weak in the first place. Um, she has, yes. her credibility is nowhere to be found. She is accused a babysitter's boyfriend, a dentist, a camp counselor, an unnamed college date, an unnamed boss, and... Uh, CBS uh, CBS chief uh, Les Moonves of either sexually harass uh, not sorry sexually assaulting or raping her in the past. I mean, wow, that's She's an quite awful target. lot of people. 
She's yeah, yeah don't, quite the don't go don't be alone in a room with E. Jean Carroll if you were a man. Uh yeah. <laughs> Note to no. self. And then the the case itself, you I know you've taken this apart, but I just don't understand why the jury couldn't hear things like uh, you know, uh, well, I don't really know specifically when it happened. All I remember is I was wearing a Donna Karen coat dress, high heels, but but not a coat. Um, she said that it was unworn and unlaundered since that evening. <laughs> Wait, okay, first of all, that coat dress was not made in 94 or 95. Who doesn't launder something after, I mean, you keep it after mm. a rape? You, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it who was this jury? Can we not find people who are actually impartial? I'd be perfectly willing to send a Donald Trump to jail if you made a cogent case on it. But this isn't, this is banana rip. This is a joke. This is the same kind of jury, Glenn, as you know, that he's going to get on this Stormy Daniels hush money case. I, I mean, know. He, he has zero chance of winning. That's why he didn't show up in the Eugene defamation Carol because uh, a, a trial because he knew that this jury was going to hate him. They were going to find against him. And at that point, it was limited to a five million dollar award, which is a lot, but nothing near eighty three point three million, e. which Jean is Carol more is than she person. asked for. What is she is way, way more. So, look, you mentioned how she's a bizarre person. We pulled a little montage of some Eugene Carroll moments on tape. Look at this in SOT 6. I like to stay up late. I like to sleep late. And I like to live like 90 in between. I get up around noon and I stagger outside out this door. And I throw open my arms. And I thank God I don't have children. I worry at night when I'm in bed because, you know, a line from me can change their life. Oh, God. Now. Whether it changes for the better or for the worse, I don't know. I could not answer the questions coming into the Ask E. Jean column if I was in New York City. You can't think in New York if you're dating 16 people, which I would be doing if I were in New York. I called Wait, the Mouse House because some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen. Tversky lives in the bedroom. On the door are the list of my dogs. Marky, Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Tits, Bloody and Hepburn. What's the best piece of advice I've ever given? What a horrible question to ask an advice column. Oh my God. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's it. I think she said oh, she had a dog named Tits, yeah. but was really happy yeah. she had no children. So that's what we're dealing with here. You know, I grew up, um, you know, not in a wealthy family by any stretch of the imagination and um, in a poor section of town. And the person across from me, wonderful family, but they lived actually in a teepee. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. And, you know, it was, it was one of those families that you're like, oh, you know, I'm sure they're fine. But, you know, it's a, um, and I, I <laughs> think that's who Glenn. she is. She's every person's yeah, we've all had them somewhere on our block at some point in our life where you're like, you know what, don't do you mind? We just want to, if she talks, you just wait, be nice, but just keep walking. Don't, don't stop and talk to her. She's <laughs> nuts. She's nuts. Yeah, she really, I mean, it's amazing to me. And so 
you have her there and you really think, okay, maybe, maybe as a journalist, which Rachel Maddow still claims to be, you ask her a couple of tough questions, not a one. We played a montage the other day of what she had done in her first interview of E. Jean a couple months ago before this verdict um, came in. Here were her tough questions last night. Sot two. What you're describing there in terms of him being nothing, him feeling like an animal, him feeling not intimidating. Was that a shock to you? Because, I mean, your guts here, your bravery here includes the physical bravery about being around him again. It sounds like it didn't go the way you expected it to. The guts factor here is real in terms of how much you put yourself out there. You guys have made history a couple of times now. um, And you also have meant a lot um, and continue to mean a lot. You have um, been lighting the way, I think, for a lot of people in terms of both moral clarity and strategic acumen. And I really, really want to thank each of you for making the time to come talk to us. And I want I I wish you all uh, safety and rest. Hmm. They're they're all about women's rights. And that's why Rachel Maddow couldn't ask her any tough questions, I guess, because it's all about women's rights now. Rachel Maddow said she's pro women's rights. Guess what? Rachel Maddow, despite apparently having a past as a competitive swimmer, guess what she said about Leah Thomas? Nothing. Nothing. She doesn't give a damn about women's rights. She only cares about one thing, and that's Democrats advancing to positions of political power. But you know, this is all really coming undone. Have you felt that yet? All this stuff is coming undone. Uh, I, I don't know about, you know, the Donald Trump, the hatred of Donald Trump. And until you have a hold of the Justice Department and you shake this, uh, the nuts out of the tree, um, you you won't see it there. But I, I, I don't think the American people are there anymore. They're, they're not cowering. They're not like, oh, yeah, I've got to put my little black square up on my Instagram page today. They don't care mm-hmm. anymore. They've had it. And and what's happened is. For so long, people like you, people like me have saying, you can't do that. If you do that, this will happen. And your city will be a, a just a rat hole and there'll be poop all over the streets. And everything. Like, no, there won't be. That's crazy. We're going to do it. And they did it. Now everyone is aware about what's happening in our schools, what's happening in our communities, what's happening in Washington with both parties, that the, the government really is not out for you. That really the whole banking system and these giant corporations are really trying to grab everybody by the throat. And they see it. They see it. The only, you know, the only factor here is, is that I, I don't I don't know how many people would change their vote because Taylor Swift told them to change their vote. But I know. Unfortunately, Th- there's a I lot of those, I think. Yeah. I know. We'll get to that. That's one of the wackier things on on the Internet over the past couple of days. I mean, like with everything, there's like a nugget of truth where you're like, yeah, that's and then it gets blown up into some huge thing where everybody's working together to use Taylor to get Biden elected. Another thing on E. Jean Carroll, you know, she sued Trump for defamation because he said she was a kook. You know, he said she was she's made she's some lunatic who's made this whole thing up. I never assaulted her in Bergdorf Goodman after just passing her in the in the the lobby. Um, this isn't true. I don't know this person. Listen to what she gets away with, with no problem. She can go out and say all this about Trump. At this point now, if he says two more words about her, Glenn, he's going to get another $83 million judgment against him. But she can run out there on primetime, CNN, MSNBC, on ABC with Stephanopoulos. And, I, you know, I could go on saying things like this. Listen, Sot 3. And there he was. And he 
was nothing. He was just no power. He had, he was zero. He's an emperor without clothes. It's like looking at nothing. He was like nothing. Like an emperor without clothes. He's just something in a suit. He was nothing. He was nothing. He was a phantom. It was the people around him who were giving him power. He himself was nothing. He's I, nothing. Yeah. He <laughs> is without. He is like a walrus snorting wow. and like a rhino flopping his hand. It was. He hands. is not there. Okay, so Harvey says this is actually probably pretty accurate. Uh, if she's recounting what happened, he was nothing. It was like he wasn't there. He was a phantom. Yeah, because he wasn't. He wasn't. So maybe that's maybe what you were seeing. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, he should she turn is, around. Uh, he should just say that about her at every turn. He should just keep saying, she's a nothing. She's a zero. She's like a walrus, that one. She's like a rhino. She's a the She's exactly like a rhinoceros. When I look at her, that nothing, that total zero. She, he'll get sued again, and then he can counterclaim for exactly the same kind of defamation he claims uh, he's he, she claims he's inflicted. Yeah, well, except it won't work that it won't work that way unless you get a trial in in Florida or maybe certain parts of Texas would uh, would go that way. Um, I, I I find her this trial. Uh, who, by the way, I mean, I don't know if anybody's seen the clip from. She's a very big fan of. Um, uh, what's the TV show? It wasn't uh, L.A. Law, Law and Order. Was, yeah, Law and Order. And have you seen the clip? It's the same yeah. thing. Okay, spot on. So uh, she, there's. It is bizarre how this one came about. But then you look at the Associated Press today coming out and saying that uh, this case against Donald Trump is the first one in seventy years that they find where there is no real victim. And uh, uh, no real crime. Wait, so what? What? You're talking about the fraud case? Yeah. Yeah. That's, he's going to get hit for $300 million in that case, probably. Yep. This but, other judge, this, we haven't even gotten to this case yet, but we're waiting to hear from Judge Engeron, Mr. I smile for the cameras when they pass by. He hates Trump more than this judge did, Judge Kaplan. Same last name as her attorney, but no relation. And uh, Trump's about to get hit for... I mean, all told, by the end of this, you know, couple months, he's probably going to have nearly half a billion dollars in judgments again against him before a single criminal tr case gets started. Glenn. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Listen, this is from the Associated Press. Uh, the New York AG civil case against Donald Trump is unprecedented. In 70 years of case history, it is the only case of its sort without showing an obvious victim or major losses. Correct. I mean, Deutsche Bank took the stand and said, of course he said that. Everybody says that. That's why we have an independent person go out. We'd, we'd be a crappy bank if we didn't check on everybody. What, what are they talking about? What is the crime yeah. here? No, and then I saw a headline the other day because they've released part of Trump's deposition in that case. This is the one where Letitia James, the AG of New York, is suing him, claiming he committed a fraud by overstating the value of Trump assets to get loans at more favorable rates. 
And as Glenn points out, not a single bank said that they were actually victimized by this. They all got their loans paid back. But because there's this weird law on the books in New York you can use to ruin a man's life, Letitia James, a rabid Democrat, is doing exactly that. Um, and the, the headline of the clip was something like Trump nasty in his deposition transcript or in his deposition in that case. And I'm like, oh, I love Trump deposition transcripts. I'd love to see what happened. I clicked on it. Nothing. All he says is no banks complained. There, there's no victim. The banks took my side. That's not being nasty. That's pointing out what actually is true in the case. But it's all the media and these Democrat prosecutors no. are working to get these Democrat lawyers Democrat operatives, Democrat lawmakers who changed the law so that E. Jean Carroll could actually bring this lawsuit against him. I mean, it's not exactly an, an open conspiracy, Glenn. It's just many, many people working toward the same goal. So how does this end? They Play this out. Until he's uh, behind bars. How does this end for the republic? Hmm. How do you have can, a We can civilization. only have Democrat lawmakers now. We can only have Democrat presidents. That's, that's really where they're driving it. Right. And that doesn't sound like freedom or America. So so how do we fix it or how does this end? I mean, that's I always look at these things and I'm like, OK, for instance, let me give you a may I give you a theory on something quickly? Yeah. Um, Donald Trump. There's no way Joe Biden can win. And Kamala is just the worst pick of a vice president ever. And nobody would have any confidence in her. He's got a 37% approval rating. Why did they pick him in the first place? Because he was hidden, and I believe because he was corrupt. He was old, senile, and corrupt. So they knew when they were ready to dispose of him, they could just dispose of him. Um, now he's got a 37% approval rating. They can't let this happen. Who's really running the White House? Who's the only president that didn't move away from Washington after his term ended? Barack Obama, whose people are in the White House now really running everything, Barack Obama. I think that Barack Obama uh, and his people, his group, they're, this is a puppet show we're watching, and they're having him do all of the really hard, destructive things. So one term, he's got all that, and then we look for a new one if you can't find one. And I know everybody says that she doesn't want it, but I don't think that mm. matters. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama uh, announces at some point, Biden says, I don't know, and we translate that into, I can't, I can't go another term. Who's going to replace? The obvious would be the vice president, but that's going to be a loser, too. Michelle Obama uh, Cindy Adams in. of the New York Post was reporting last week. She's a gossip, gossip columnist, but th they have good connections, <laughs> gossip it's, columnists. And so do you buy that? All these top Democrat donors are telling her. That the, that the Obamas have approached them saying, yeah. would you support it if Michelle got in? Would you would you back her? I've been saying this for, oh, I don't know, a couple of years that this to me makes sense. And as we get closer and closer before, it was kind of like a fiction writer. And, you know, what would I now? I think it is real. I think it's real because mm. how do they expect to win? And they have everything riding on it other than putting Donald Trump in jail. If you want an election, how do you expect to win? She came out, of course, and said she's ter terrified at the thought of a Trump second presidency. And one wonders whether that terror would be enough for her to overcome her other fear, which is of Washington. You know, she doesn't seem oh. to like 
politics or Washington, and she doesn't like our White House, and she doesn't much like, like America. I, I firmly believe that. And so one wonders whether Trump maybe was standing the first trial or getting one of these cases kicked on the papers and start starting to barrel toward reelection would make her do it. Oh, I I think it would. I mean, Woodrow Wilson's favorite book was an awful book called Philip Drew Administrator. He read it three turn three times during his term. It ends the way this is ending. Everything is uh, so out of control that this guy who doesn't well, he's a hero. Everybody loves him. And he just doesn't want to serve. But gosh darn it, in the end, he steps to the plate and he's a hero. And then soon as he's president, he goes around and changes, helps the states change all their constitutions. So it's all federalized and and we can just administrate to the needs of the people. If she does, Glenn, if she does, does she run away with it? Yes. She's the toughest so. Democrat there is to beat. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, Donald Trump, what the left didn't understand by persecuting Donald Trump like they have, they've made him into a symbol. So Ron DeSantis, you know, I heard all these people say, what did Ron DeSantis do wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. He was doing fine. There might have been some slips here and there. I might have, you know, done it differently in one way or another. But that's not what it was. They made Donald Trump into an icon. He was a he was a symbol and you don't beat symbols. Michelle Obama, the first black president of the United States people. She's always, you know, one of the top most admired women in America. Black woman president. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is that what I said? Um, Black woman president. She'd be a symbol. Which one wins? One's positive. One yes. would and be. And she's got no negatives. She's got almost no, no negatives. negatives because she was the first lady. You know, she, yep. she hasn't been beaten up the way you yep. get beaten up if you actually run yeah. and have a campaign behind you. But if she gets parachuted in there late in the game, there's only so much time to drive her negatives up, which the Republicans would do to any Democrat opponent. But as soon as they launch it on Michelle, it'll be you're a racist, sexist pig. That's ultra MAGA for you. Yep. Yep. And so you get four terms. Of, of Barack mm. Obama, yeah. If you count this one, oh my God. Uh, you know, you get five. It's oh, it's a pretty remarkable one. thing. I hope <laughs> it right, doesn't oh, let happen. Let me go back. Let me go. I I want to talk politics, but let me go back to the media and the reaction to this Eugene woman because yeah, I'm I, sorry. I enjoy playing these clips on the View. My pals over at the Fifth Column yell at me when I make them respond to the View, but I'm I'm going to make you do it, Glenn. Um, the View, first of all, yesterday, they're always kind of interesting just to see on the big anti-Trump days because, the, you know, they play to type perfectly. Um, take a look at the walkout on The View yesterday and the song they chose to walk out to. The, the two so- so-called conservatives are laughing and smiling just as much as anybody else. And here's a bit of the actual discussion about the verdict. Sorry. We just walked out to the OJs for the love of money, which is the theme song of The Apprentice. And that's connected to the fact that you know who has to pay money, 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 money. Someone who lacks that kind of impulse control that cost him $83.3 million 
should be nowhere near a nuclear code. I thoroughly enjoyed this because I really feel it's E. Jean Carroll kind of speaking on behalf and uh, standing up on behalf of all the people who have been abused, bullied, oh assaulted by Donald Trump. It would have been easier at any moment to roll over and let it go. And she didn't because her integrity mattered more. And I think oh this my was God. the first real consequence you've seen in some, some time. Mm -hmm. I think also the fact oh that Nikki Haley is actually finally going after him in a real way, you're going to see him start to spiral. And on top of that, I truly mm -hmm. believe he's in a bit of decline. I don't know if we'll see any more consequences, but I'm damn glad for this one. They make it. They're, such they're a preaching about Glenn. consequences. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, no, they're they are um, giddy at the demise of somebody they despise. They are isolated in their Manhattan apartments. Um, they are in a bubble with everybody they work with. If this was truly about justice. Uh, and truly about women, you would handle that entirely different. I mean, if if I if I if if my daughter was raped uh, and uh, I had been you know fighting it in court, and the guy has to pay uh, a huge settlement, I don't come in the next day celebrating the money. It was never about the money, never. So true. So no, so, that's exactly right. And how do you explain this to the average person? You know, they play to an audience that has an applause light. I've been there. You've been there. They have an applause light and they have somebody doing this to the crowd to make sure they're clapping. And they're all from, you know, Manhattan. They're all from that area. And they're most likely all left at this point. They are in that bubble. They have no idea that other people in the country feel the exact opposite. And they are making him into a bigger threat of being elected with every step they take. I love the revisionist history. Like she was just this woman who was unfairly targeted by Trump. Oh. He was sexually assaulted her and she just kind of found her moral compass and came forward to do this. When in fact, again, it is believed that the law was changed in New York in order to allow this lawsuit against Trump by a Democrat who hates Trump. It was funded by a top Democrat donor. It was pursued by a top Democrat lawyer. All these people were anti-Trump and saw an opportunity. Um, George Conway was p patting himself on the back for encouraging it to happen and putting the right people together with the lawyer and E. Jean. The Democrats are taking, and he's technically a Republican, but of course he, he's a the diehard never Trumper. Um, taking such a victory lap on this because it's a political win for them because it was a political hit right from the beginning. And yet the media narrative by the, you know, these <laughs> sages on the view is you, you know, you really just stood up. She stood up for what was right. You know, she had the courage to just stand up. That's not at all what happened. She's like, by, uh, she's like the Brett Kavanaugh accuser. You know, it's like by, an AstroTurf movement exactly right. to try to get somebody to hurt someone rising to prominence in Republican circles. By all accounts, this was first talked about at a reintroduction party in Manhattan for uh, Kathy Griffith, who had just held the Trump head up. And so they were all getting together to reintroduce her to society and saying, don't, don't, don't shy away from her. Uh, it's no big deal and reintroduce and rally around her. And that's apparently 
the night that this whole thing was uh, uh, was hatched. I don't. Yes. I mean, I don't. I'd like to know that, a little bit more than that, especially um, you know uh, Roberta Kaplan. Uh, Conway even suggested a lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, uh, who had co-founded. This is from a Canadian news source who had co-founded the Me Too legal defense nonprofit group called Time's Up. Kaplan was apparently deeply committed to helping victims of sexual abuse, but deeply committed to politics, too. Uh, She resigned in August 2021 from Time's Up over sexual misconduct allegations and New York Democrat Governor Andrew Cuomo. The problem was Kaplan was not standing up for victims, but was actually involved in an effort to discredit Mr. Cuomo's alleged victims. According to the New York Times report, E. Jean Carroll case would be a mix of sex and politics, but with a Republican villain. So it was the the idea was to wash this attorney clean again. So, yes, she was on the wrong side. But this one, everyone will forget that we now hate her because she was uh, supposedly helping, you know, discredit victims. And we don't really hate her because it was it was Cuomo. They will forgive her. They'll forgive her right away, right? Because oh, of course they, they did. And by the way, the women coming forward against against Andrew Cuomo were, as far as I know, mostly Democrats. I mean, the, the few who have come out and like identified them, but they're Democrats. So, but it didn't matter because you're attacking a Democrat in power. It's a Democrat man in power, and therefore Roberta knew exactly who to back, and it wasn't the complaining victims. Especially same thing with Tara Reid. She went to Times Up and said, "Could you please help me? Joe Biden hurt me." And they stiff armed her too. Nothing, all the same nothing. cabal now taking their victory yep. lap for women's rights and holding Trump to account. The um, George Conway email I references as follows uh, a tweet he sent out. I'm going to have these framed together. And he points out in his Gmail, this is July 16th, 2019. I mean, this truly George Conway was married to Kellyanne Conway and hates Trump as much as mm-hmm. anybody. He's part of the Project Lincoln guys. Yes. Um, Gene and Robbie, E. Jean Carroll and Roberta Kaplan. I'm putting you together on this email so you can get in touch. Best regards to you both. And then the second thing is the verdict form. And he says he's going to have them framed together, right? I mean, like all these people who made this happen and connected E. Jean Carroll with the people who could make it happen had one goal and it had nothing to do with women's rights. Nothing. So well, spare let me. Let me ask you, Megan, if you were raped by somebody, uh, would you just five years later, um, share on your Facebook page, would you have sex with Donald Trump for 17000 before suggesting the uh, in her fantasy scenario, Trump may not be able to speak? Now, you're raped by a guy. I don't post on my Facebook page, you know, a fantasy about... Mm-hmm sleeping or being raped or raping Donald Trump. Do you I mean or you you the, the now infamous clip of her on with Anderson Cooper? Yes. Talking about rape being sexy, um, which we have actually in case people haven't heard it. This is from 2019. Again, around this whole circumstance. It's not like, yep, you know, she was thinking about Trump. She was in the news for the Trump rape allegation. Here she was on CNN. Stop five. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just it it hurt. It just what it just, you know, I think most people think of rape as a I mean, it is a violent 
assault. It is not. I a think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a what? short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a, yeah. short, a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating I love that. to talk to. You... Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's nuts. She's certifiably nuts. And you can tell her <laughs> that. Gonna get and sued. you know, in Anderson's year, they're just a whole control. It's like, take a break. Good God, <laughs> man, take a break. <laughs> By the way, um, one of Andrew Cuomo's accusers is a Democrat who worked for him named Lindsey Boylan. And she pointed out um, yesterday, uh, she tweeted, Andrew Cuomo harassed at least 13 staffers during his time as governor. This is her accusation. Guess who retweeted it? George Conway. So George, George Conway's happy to go after Andrew Cuomo and point out he allegedly harassed all these women, but he's going to celebrate and be friends with and post tweets saying I'm going to frame the work of the woman who tried to shut down the whole thing when people like Lindsey Boylan went to Time's Up and said, please help us. Right? It's like, you can't make it. You can't make this shit up. All right, no. stand by, Glenn, because we're going to take a quick right, quick break. And we're going to come back. Glenn Beck stays with us. There's so much more to get to, including it looks like Corey Bush, a member of the squad, uh, is in some criminal trouble. We'll explain what we mean next. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. start with Cori Bush, member of the squad, who appears to be potentially in a whole lot of trouble. Um, news broke last night before we knew it was her. And CNN actually reporting that the Justice Department had subpoenaed the House for documents related to a criminal inquiry or case involving the alleged misuse of funds, misuse of public money. And since they subpoenaed the House, it was obviously a member of the House they were looking into. It appears that they have a grand jury looking into this. Then today, Punchbowl News reported, and, and I believe broke, that the Justice Department is conducting a criminal probe into Cori Bush, according to six sources familiar with the investigation. DOJ subpoenaed the House Sergeant of Arms for records relating to the misspending of federal security money. Um, Punchbowl's Max Cohen, they go on, asked Cori Bush about the investigation directly last night. Max Cohen reports she repeatedly, I'm quoting him here, declined to comment and reprimanded me for approaching her as she had a toothache. <laughs> Just as a reminder to the audience, I know you know who she is. This is a controversial member of the squad. 
She is a BLM activist who got involved locally in protests over Michael Brown and parlayed that into a congressional career. First black woman to represent Missouri in Congress. Very, very big on defund police. Wants to expand the U.S. Supreme Court. Wants to cancel student debt. Um, Still says Michael Brown was an example of overzealous white cops unfairly killing black men with no justification, even though Eric Holder's DOJ said the other, the opposite. Um, threatened Biden if he did not appoint a black Supreme Court justice. So this is just to give you a taste. But her use of public monies to pay for her own security as she's trying to defund police. So if you're a poor black person in the inner city, you don't get coverage. But if you're Cori Bush, you're good because Glenn Beck and Megyn Kelly and all of, our, all of our listeners are paying for her security. Right. Um, I mean, she got I in don't trouble know why before you have a problem with this. I, I, Megan, it's my white privilege. It's my white yeah, Karen tears. Well, that's exactly what's talking here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so she bad. got in trouble before because the person she was she hired to protect, provide security for her was her mm. boyfriend, who mm. I don't know whether this person ever had any history in security whatsoever, but they were together before she started paying him a shit ton of money. Forgive me. Wow, you know, <laughs> you know what? Then you know, this married. sounds like a little like somebody in Georgia. Kind of the yes. same thing in Georgia, isn't it? It's a it? pattern. Wow. It's a pattern. Yeah. Here she is when she was asked about that controversy back in 2021 um, with the you know, boyfriend. Take a listen. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. Well, what? maybe not. We don't know why they're investigating hmm. her, but it could be something, I guess, because they say, again, relating to federal security money and it's misspending. Your mm. thoughts? Mm. Uh, my thoughts are, again, all of this is coming undone, which makes me wonder what the plan is uh, next. You know, when when you've got this plan, it's going well and you've got everybody, you know, playing their role and 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 the victim is not aware it's great. But soon as the victim is aware and like, wait a minute, that person, that person, this thing, this thing, this thing, I think they're all in cahoots on something. It, what happens? They either have to get out and run or they've got to change their plans and do something else that uh, makes their plan happen faster because they're all being exposed. All of this is being exposed. And the American people, for the first time, are starting to wake up. So what's the, what's the game plan? You know, BLM, we know that was BLM Inc. What happened to all that money? Oh, only God knows. But nobody really looked into it. We're seeing all of these things and people being discredited over and over and over again. At some point, if you want to hold this together... You have to have your Justice Department. I'll see if this had never happened. Have your Justice Department and your um, your media department, you know, some sort of social media overlords, start to make sure that people can't discuss it online. They can't share it with one another. And the arm of the law comes down and makes their lives miserable. 
if they do engage in this, that that's the only option. It either comes undone and the American people get their freedom back or they're going to become more oppressive. Mm. It's uh, in so many lanes, right? Of course, we've, we've talked many times about the COVID uh, censorship, but the BLM messaging, of course, has been censored in a different way, right? You get shamed. Yeah. You get shamed as you're a racist. You're, you're, yep. you're anti-black racist. You have to say that now, anti-black racist. Because there's plenty right. of anti-white racists in that BLM crowd. Mm-hmm. Most of them, yeah. most of them in BLM Inc. Um, yeah. But that's the other way that they try to shut down debate. And Cori Bush, I mean, she's chief among them. She and Ilan Omar, she's also in the news today for being like really, really, really pro-Somalia, saying the nicest things about Somalia no. that we've never heard no. her say about the United States. Here's oh. just a little sample of Ilan Omar. She gave a speech Saturday in Minneapolis to a group of uh, Somalians. I mean, um, Americans who uh, hailed from Somalia like like Ilan Omar did. Listen. Mm. We as Somalians, we love each other. Translated. There are areas of friction and that led us to kill each other. But in reality, we are an organized society, brothers and sisters, people who know they are Somalians first. Muslims second, who protect one another, come to each other's aid, and to the aid of other Muslims, too. Many Somalians have personally called me to encourage me to speak to the U.S. government and help Somalia. They wanted to know what the U.S. government could do for Somalia to ensure the MOU never turns into a full bilateral agreement. My answer to Somalians was that the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. They will do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders, and that is how we will safeguard the interest of Somalia. We Somalians must have that confidence in ourselves that we call the shots in the U.S. We live in the U.S., pay taxes in the U.S., and have a real voice. The U.S. is a country where one of your daughters, myself, is in Congress to represent your interest. For as long as I am in the U.S. Congress, Somalia will never be in danger. Wow. Just, just in case people a... are wondering. Yeah, because Somalia yeah. is in this, in, in this dispute. Uh, with Ethiopia, mm. and she's very worried about the Somali borders. Not so much the borders of the United States. Very no, concerned no, no. about Somalia. Well, you're Somalian first. You're Somalian first, and then Muslim second. Um, right. America, I don't think, deserves even a mention uh, there, but, uh, you know, you're Somalians first. You know, we had this problem uh, in World War One, where we ignored our borders. We ignored Long Island Sound and and the um, the U-boats that were bringing Germans in. And we overreacted um, at the time. But we also ignored, for political reasons, the people who were in our country coming here illegally that wanted to do us harm. But we had, you know, there's German towns everywhere. They, they didn't necessarily uh, become, uh, we're German first and we're Christian second. No, no, you're Americans. If you if you had your citizenship, you're an American. You could be a Muslim or a Christian first and then an American. But America was in there someplace except for the bad guys. So I'm I'm just I'm I'm wondering what what we have uh, going on uh, in some of these communities, especially in in Minnesota. I, I mean, I. Look, I haven't done any research on this at all, so I have no idea. But can you explain the the new flags, the, this trend? They just changed Utah. Now they changed Minnesota. And don't tell me it doesn't look like the Somali flag. It looks damn near exactly like the Somalian flag. 
Why are we changing our flags all of a sudden? What's the big deal on that? What is it's that? Crazy what's happened to Minnesota? Like, why Minnesota? Yeah. What? Like, why? Michelle Bachman was talking about this 15 years ago. She said, Glenn, I'm telling you, it's going to turn into Somalia. They're they're all coming in and they are not adapting to the culture. They don't necessarily want to be here. They're Somalians who are escaping and they are not bring, they're not coming to America and say, hey, let's melt in. Let's be a part of this and look mm -hmm. at it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm mean, going to talk about the border and your documentary in our next segment, but you know, Bill Malugin of Fox News has been doing such a good job reporting on all these problems. He he sends out tweets, which I find very helpful because he talks specifically about like who was the latest arrested that we did get our hands on. And here's just an example, speaking of this problem, because we don't know. Uh, in recent days, he he tweeted on Sunday, Border Patrol's Miami sector. This is just some guy in Miami. Never mind what's mm -hmm. happening in Texas, Arizona right. and so on. Um, has arrested a Bahamian national who's got a red notice on him from Interpol for homicide. A Mexican national convicted of attempted sexual activity with a minor. So you got a pedophile. A Mexican national who's a felon with five DUI convictions. Great. I'm sure he's gotten his rehab and he won't be killing Americans drunk behind the wheel. And I'm sure that pedophile got the help he so desperately needed before he broke our law and crossed into our country illegally. I mean, Glenn, this is the problem. You think those people want to assimilate? Think they just want to bring no. their families and search for a better yeah, no. life and a better no. economy. It's a lie. No. Yeah. And we're going to be hit by a big terrorist attack. We we will. With this stuff that's happening with Iran, you don't think those people are here already? I mean, we mm -hmm. just we we just stopped somebody on the terrorist watch list and we lost them through paperwork. What do you mean we lost them through paper? How is that even possible? How is that mm -hmm. even possible? Um, we are uh, we're we're just opening ourselves up for attack after attack. I have sometime I'll come back with you. Um, but uh, uh, I have the original handwritten document by Stephen F. Austin on how what Mexico is saying to be able to start the colony of Texas. There, here's what you have to do. If we did half of those things, we'd be secure. Just the things they yeah. told us we had to do. Yeah, we've gotten away from that. And now it's all in the hands of Joe Biden, Barack Obama, someone who doesn't share our someone. values. Yes, when it comes to a lot of people that don't States. share our values. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I do want to spend one minute on what's happened in Jordan as uh, now we have identified who was killed in this errant drone strike. I mean, it was a drone strike that we errantly let into our base thinking that it was ours and it was not ours. It was an Iranian-backed militias. And um, the fallen include Sergeant William Rivers, 46, Specialist Brianna Moffat, 23, and Specialist Kennedy Layden Sanders, 24, all three from Georgia. Uh, their remains expected to be flown back to Dover Air Force. Amazingly, though, the White House now today said, okay, he'll, he'll attend, Biden will attend uh, the ceremony when they arrive. John Kirby couldn't answer that. I've got nothing for you. When he was asked yesterday, I don't know. They had to, they had to consider, they had to debate it. Why? Why does it, I mean, it's just like the, the bare minimum amount of respect that he can pay. And I really wonder, Glenn, whether they had to debate it because when he greeted the bodies of the 13 who were killed in Afghanistan after his disastrous withdrawal, he was caught on camera looking at his watch, which mm-hmm. just when you didn't think that moment could get any lower for Joe Biden as a politician, look at him there. His one hand's on the heart, his other hand is holding out his watch, and he's down looking at it. Uh, in any event, when you think it can't get any lower, it did. Yeah. So I guess he will go now. And there's a real question here. There's a real question here about what he should do as the Iranians, they deny it's them. We know it's them. Ramp up their attacks against us. And even in the Republican Party, Glenn, it's been so interesting. You and I, when we were at Fox together, it was much more hawkish. You know, we hadn't been in the forever wars for quite as long back in 2010. But, you know, there's a big divide right now between the party. People like Tucker, people like David Sachs, like talking about, are you insane? We need to go bomb Iran? And others saying what, you know, this bit by bit response is doing nothing. They're not learning anything unless you bomb Iran themselves. We're going to get more of the same. We're going to lose more service members. And Democrats, I don't think they know what to do. So how do you see it? So I am much less hawkish than I used to be. I used to be, you know, you slap us across the face we'll punch and break your nose and then we walk away. Uh, just don't, just don't slap us in the face. I, I think that is important, but th- that has to be done consistently. And it, it, it requires mm-hmm. the, the president to project power. This president, mm-hmm. this Pentagon does not project power uh, at all. Um, I, I, I honestly, this is one time I, I I've said for years, the head of the snake is Iran. And you've, if you want to change the Middle East, Iran has to be crippled, um, but not necessarily through war. Um, and in, in this place that we're at right now, when the, when the president decides to respond quickly, he has the right to do that. But now over the days, you're supposed to get Congress to approve this. And this is why it's important, because you have to debate something like this. 
This president gave six billion dollars to uh, uh, to Iran. He's part of the problem with Iran. He completely misunderstands either intentionally or his uh, his advisors do or they're just so misguided on Iran. They're sending mixed signals to Iran the whole time. You have Iran and Russia partnering now. You you don't want to expand war at a time when our Pentagon is really almost, I mean, just a couple of clowns uh, shy from the clown car at the circus, um, at least the the higher-ups. The leadership. I, I, yeah, I... I I am concerned that we are going to war and it will not be discussed in Congress. Um, and with our open borders, what does that mean? How many people are already here that would take the Islamic Jihad uh, to our streets? I, I This is very bad. However, on the other side, when he was talking about pulling out of Syria because they attacked our troops, remember Beirut? This is why it is important to have a a president who is serious, taken seriously, and and understood to be the leader of the free world. Don't mess with us. Don't do it. We are a friend to all. This is what we should be. A friend to all. But if you come and you hurt our people, but why is this one so important, and yet we're how many days into the hostages, American hostages in Gaza? We're not doing anything there. Yep. Yep. Well, no, I, I don't understand the message. Like they, they don't. They don't fear him, you know, because it was. This exactly is obviously right. foreseeable after uh, October seventh and America's support for Israel, and um, Biden's been asked many times, "What? What's your message to the other actors, Iran-backed actors?" thinking about getting in on this by attacking American troops at outposts throughout the Middle East, which they had been starting to do here and there. It's been happening. Over 100 troops have been injured. And this is what he said. This is the only messaging that we've heard from him. Take a listen. You know it. To any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word. Don't. Don't. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran. Don't, 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 don't. I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know I'm not to do anything. Mm. They know. Yeah, message received. They know. No. I told them, you don't eat those vegetables. You don't get the dessert. Yeah. I th they're not listening. No, they're not listening. And and I honestly, if I were them, this is the time. This is the yeah. time oh, before God, this scary, president right. leaves office. This is the time. And all of our enemies know it. All of them. And what are we going to do? I, I do not want to get embroiled in a war now with these people at the Pentagon, these people in national security and our president. No, I don't want them designing a war that my kid's going to have to maybe fight in. No, no, no. I know. That's how I feel. Lindsey Graham is always like, go bomb them. Like, know. you know what? It, you you first, you in your imaginary kid. Right. And well, I, I've got I two boys. They, I've got a young girl. No, the answer is yeah. I need a better justification before we launch a war against Iran. I mean, what else right. can be done? And how about a change in leadership to get, as you point out, some respect and some fear going again about what yeah. we actually would do? You yeah. saw you saw Glenn. The, I haven't mentioned this to my audience, but they may have heard of it. 
Um, but this letter, January dated January 17th from the former FBI guys. These oh, are yeah. not small. These are not small no. guys. These are um, they wrote a letter to the leaders in the House and the Senate. Ten former FBI senior executives, including former terrorist screening center director, former assistant directors, um, former acting commissioner for U.S. Customs, Customs and Border Protection, talking about how uh, the U.S. has never in our history suffered an invasion in the homeland like the one that is unfolding now. Military aged men from across the globe, many from countries and regions not friendly to the U.S., are landing in waves on our soil by the thousands. The warning lights are blinking, talking about they're, they very much worry about something like 10 7 happening oh. right here. It, so it's absolutely, all, all this, it's all connected. It will. If we don't wise up, it will happen. This is back in 2003. I was told by some uh, members of the special forces, I, I asked, what is the biggest fear? And they said, the biggest fear is what's coming. And that's the Bubba effect, that uh, a, a massive terrorist strike happens in the homeland and the government has been playing footsie with terrorists. They have been ignoring things, et cetera, et cetera. And at some point when it happens, uh, the country no longer trusts the government because they say, well, you were the guys that left the border open. So I'm going to listen to you now on what to do. And we get into problems where Bubba goes down I'm, I'm updating this fear from them, but goes down to the border and is just he loves his country and he makes a mistake and somebody dies or whatever. And feds come in to take Bubba and Texas or whatever state says, you know what? No, we'll deal with Bubba. He'll get a trial and he'll go to jail here. But you have no place at the table because you caused this. And I i mean, I could tell you, I could see a lot of that happening. A lot of that. If there's a big terror strike, do you think we come back together arm in arm with Nancy Pelosi and, and everybody, you know, singing Kumbaya? Or do we have a serious discussion? We had 19 hijackers. Last three months, we've had 988 619 people that we don't know where they are come across the border. The last two digits is 19. Add now almost a million to that 19. What could possibly go wrong? Mm. It's it's very scary. And, you know, we're being lied to. You saw the memo from Biden. Was it Friday? You know, saying... Yeah. Just give me just give me the authority I need. Please pass this no, border bill no, in Congress. No, and then no, no, no. I will finally be empowered to do no. all the things you want me to do. It's it's a, it was a blatant lie. And, and, and it was Glenn, a, one of the things that jumped out at me is, you know, Charles C.W. Cook of National Review. Yeah. He's he's American, but he was he's a yeah, he was born in Great Britain. He's very measured. He doesn't get hot under the collar like I do sometimes and you do sometimes. He tweeted that out saying, you know, you're a liar. These are lies, you know, because he has all the authority. He has all the authority he needs. He just refuses to use it. You know, it, 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 are you a Star Wars fan? Nah. OK, well, that was the speech that Palpatine gave before 
you know, the rise of the empire for the republic. The republic is at stake. Just give me the power to take care of it all. He's asking for emergency powers. I'm not giving Donald Trump. I'm not giving, well, maybe Jesus. I would make the exception. I'm not giving anyone in Washington any more executive power. No more. No more. They've abused it. You have all the laws that you need to secure the border, Mr. President. You don't need any money for it. You don't need anything. By the way, every time you have Ukraine in your office, you're like, I gave them another $20, $20 billion. Where's that <laughs> money coming from? So don't right. tell me you need money or any additional powers. No more power. I am on the side of less power for the president, less power for the bureaucracy. And I'd like Congress to step up and the Senate and take their rightful power back and debate these things. Mm hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No, he he Look no, no, he that. has all the powers he needs, just like Does. Trump did. That's why the border was so much better when under Trump and he could just yeah. reimplement all the programs he stopped when he took office. It's a lie to suggest it has anything to do with the money he may or may not get from Congress in connection with this Ukraine and Israel money he's seeking. All right, let me let me talk about Colony Ridge because it it fits. Um this is an immigration story, and this is a documentary that you guys are putting out at The Blaze. It's called The Real Story of Colony Ridge. And Colony Ridge is a town in Texas, speaking of illegal immigration, that has been overrun by illegal immigrants coming in. I guess there's been some dispute about just how bad the problem is. So the problem some is- saying, oh, much, much, it's much ado about nothing. Well, you went down there, you guys took a hard look at this and said, it's not, it's not nothing. So actually, yeah, oh, let me run a little nothing. bit of the it's... trailer, Glenn. Let me okay, run, just let me give you yeah. a promo, and then you take it on the back end. Watch this. Look at the size of this. The fastest growing development in Texas is just a 30-minute drive from Houston. Any idea of how many are illegal? The majority. The majority. The majority. I'm like Sears and Roma. I have a product. I created it. I sell it. Does it bother you at all, just culturally, mm -hmm. in America, to have 150,000 people that are speaking another language? Own something of your own, own your own home. That's what we're trying to create for people here. If it's the American dream, why don't you advertise in English? Mm. It is, uh, it, Megan, it is, when I read about it in the New York Post, and I think the Daily News, um, or I'm sorry, the Daily Wire, they had a, a lot of accusations that we could not verify. There, there have been shootings. There's murders. We we hear from the police that it's like the Fourth of July at night. People just letting handguns go and just the the fires. There's there have been rapes. There have been torture of women. There has been kidnapping of women. Um, and that's all really bad, really bad. But what's horrible is what's going on with this developer. There will be 350,000 people in this, uh, in this community. It's, it's built from scratch. It was in a very, very red uh, county, which it will not be for long. Um, there is the, the developer is ripping these people off. It is the highest 
default rate in the state of Texas, 30% of the people default. He just takes the land back and resells it. He's financing everything. So he doesn't ask any questions. We don't care where you're from. He's only uh, advertising in Spanish and he's doing advertising on the internet, which is clearly aimed to people that are not living in America. Here's why this is so dangerous. Beyond the physical danger uh, of these communities, beyond the fact that it is, it is a third world country. When you go through it, it's a third world country. The problem is, is that because this is illegal, uh, is legal and there's lots of money to be made, this is going to start happening all over the country. And you're going to turn into Brazil. And if you've never been to Brazil, uh, I invite you to go just on the other side of the hedges. And it is poverty like you've never seen. And then wealth on the other side. We are becoming a third world nation. You cannot import 10 million third world refugees into the United States. Give them no training Give them nothing, nothing. They don't even have to stay, say, I love America, nothing. And expect those people to somehow or another be transformed into great citizens uh, who now all have jobs and are going to put into the community. This is the school system is absolutely overwhelmed. And it's happening in city after city after city. In Texas, there just happens to be a guy who's making money on it and selling mm -hmm. them the land that they can't afford to keep. It's awful. I asked that is him. really scary. I asked him, I said, uh, uh, have, have you seen, this is the last question I asked him, have you seen uh, It's a Wonderful Life? And he immediately said, I'm not Mr. Potter. <laughs> wow, not like you've been thinking about that, huh? You have to do the hiss when Mr. Yeah. Potter comes on the screen. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, look, it's it's like we just finished talking about what's happening in Minneapolis. We've, of course, been covering what happened in Brooklyn, where the kids were kicked out of their school so that all these illegal immigrants could sleep there. I, like We don't have a place for these millions who are coming across the border. They haven't been screened. We don't know who's coming into the country. And we it's like Tucker keeps saying, I can relate to this. My children have to live here. You know, your yes. children have to live here, Glenn. They, yes. they, my 10-year-old cannot fight this battle. You and I have to fight this battle. I know. I know. And you, I talked to some people up in Maine. They're being invaded by the communist Chinese. They're coming in. They're buying up all kinds of land. And they are uh, they're growing marijuana legally if they had a permit. But they don't speak English. Um, it, this is happening in all of our states all across the board. And we are intentionally making ourselves into a third world country already, just as it stands now, when it was at 7 million, I think, we, we're adding the size of a, uh, an Arkansas. What? 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 You're gonna have a, a very a, large a population. Yeah, go ahead. When I think about this, when I, whenever I think about this, like in depth about the possible terror attacks and, you know, where this could go, it, it, I genuinely get concerned. And this kind of talk makes me think, forgive me, but like, w do we need to reconsider Trump? Uh, like, 
it's not that Trump wouldn't close up the border. He would, but he's the most vulnerable. He could lose, you know? Oh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley. I know people don't like Nikki Haley who like Trump, but we need the most electable candidate. Can, can really can the country survive another four years of Joe Biden slash no. Barack Obama? I no. I, no. I I mean I understand the objection. You see a lot of DeSantis supporters online kind of crying, saying we didn't have to have another year of eighty three million dollar judgments and it being all about Trump's legal fees and him asking taxpayers to help him with the funds the way they're doing in Florida. And Ron DeSantis said, "No, we're not doing that." You know, we could have picked somebody who, while not beloved by a huge faction of the Republican Party, was electable and didn't have the baggage. And, and we, we are barreling towards the nomination of Donald Trump right now. Here's here's the problem. This is why the uh, Democrats put in their, um, you know, what do they call them, super delegates? They put that system in after Ronald Reagan was elected. They were like, we're not going to have some nobody come up and just hijack the party. Everybody waits their turn. So they put in the yeah. super delegates. That's how they can flush a candidate at the end. Um, and that's if they have to, that's the way they'll do it this time. Um, but we don't have that. And I don't want that. Um, I have grave concerns about our country and its survival rate with with uh, another Democrat being elected this next term. I don't think we make it. Um, and I have grave concerns on electability. But the people. You've got to go back to Jefferson. The American people will get it wrong. Eventually, however, they'll figure it out and get it right. I know we're at the end of the runway, but I don't want any elites or anybody else telling the American people what to do. They're for no, him. Me neither. That's the guy. That's their decision. Yeah. He, you know, people need to pay attention. I, I like Joe Biden. He, he's not going to do it. He, it, his problem in not enforcing the border has nothing to do with the powers of the office. No, it has to do with the will before I go. And I know you got to run, but can I ask you quickly, do you yeah. believe that the NFL, the Pentagon, uh, the Kansas city chiefs, Oh yeah. Taylor, Taylor Swift oh, yeah. and the oh, Democrats yeah. are mm. conspiring <laughs> to create a fake relationship between these two such that she can then spike the ball after he wins the Super Bowl and say, yeah, vote for Joe Biden. That is yeah. what I we're I, hearing from the more conspiratorial corners of the intranet. Right. I think there's a lot of people who think Glenn Beck believes a lot of crazy things. No, nope, no, nope, <laughs> not, not that one. <laughs> not that one. Not that one. That's crazy. Just Same. crazy. Yeah. Same. Good. Thank, thank you, you for thank being you a so voice much. of sanity. You Love bet. talking to you, Glenn. See you soon. Likewise. Bye-bye. All right. And don't forget, check out the documentary on The Blaze. It's called The Real Story of Colony Ridge. Okay. Coming up next, Britt Mayer's here, and she's going to talk about some of the trans insanity uh, that's happening in this country. Did you hear about this poor family in Montana that just lost their 14-year-old daughter because they wouldn't affirm her gender confusion? It's in Montana? What? Stand by. I'm Megan Kelly, host of The Megan Kelly Show on Sirius XM. It's your home for open, honest, and provocative conversations with the most interesting and important political, legal, and cultural figures today. You can catch The Megan Kelly Show on Triumph, a Sirius XM channel featuring lots of hosts you may know and probably love. Great people like Dr. Laura, Glenn Beck, Nancy Grace, Dave Ramsey, and yours truly, Megan Kelly. 
You can stream The Megyn Kelly Show on SiriusXM at home or anywhere you are. No car required. I do it all the time. I love the SiriusXM app. It has ad-free music coverage of every major sport, comedy, talk, podcast, and more. Subscribe now. Get your first three months for free. Go to SiriusXM.com slash MKShow to subscribe and get three months free. That's SiriusXM.com slash MKShow and get three months free. Offer details apply. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There is news about Leah Thomas, formerly known as Will, because Leah's a man, swimming as a woman, stealing women's medals, as well as some optimistic updates about Miss America. Britt Mayers, an independent researcher and analyst on culture, politics, and faith as founder of the organization Rooted Wings, and she joins me now. Britt, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Oh, I've missed you. It's good to see you again, Megan. I know. I've missed you, too. There's so much to go over today. I just oh want to spend gosh, a minute so picking it up where I left it off with Glenn, which is there really is a very strange conspiracy theory going around the internet right now that the whole Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship is fake. It's been propped up, not just not by like her PR agent and his PR agent to get them extra coverage. Celebrities do do that. I mean, that actually is not so far afield that I couldn't buy it, though I doubt it here. Um, but that she's a Pentagon operative. Apparently, Jesse Waters played some soundbite claiming this was the Pentagon, but it wasn't the Pentagon. It was some Johns Hopkins researcher talking about social media influencers and how they can be useful in getting messages out. And she said, like Taylor Swift, she she would be one of the greatest of all. In any event, the theory is that the Pentagon is using Taylor and Travis Kelsey because he's pro-vaccine and she's pro-Biden and propping them up with magazine covers and Times Person of the Year in her case. And now the theory goes a Super Bowl win, which will be rigged for the Kansas City Chiefs to just build the profile even more. And then after they win, the Travis Taylor kiss will happen post Super Bowl. And they will look at the camera and say, vote Joe Biden. I mean, (laughs) literally people believe this. People on the right who I like and respect 
are pushing this. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy tweeted out the following. I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month, saying, and I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially, culturally propped up couple this fall. Others have been even more explicit, saying this is all one big psyop against us. What do you make of this? Well, look, I'm all in for a good conspiratorial story. And a lot of times, you know, the conspiracies, as we've learned over the last four years, especially a lot of them have ended up being true. This one, I just think we're missing the point. Um, I mean, I, I like it. It's juicy and it's fun. And there's some ring of truth, I think, to it. But the reality is, I think that if that's what we see and that's all that we see, we're missing the whole point. The point is that um, we've created a generation of kids who, the, you know, the Gen Zers, that unfortunately we've dumbed them down. You know, they're, they're not learning history the way that we did. The classical method of education has been tossed out the door. We've brought in gender bending studies instead to replace it. And then we've created this generation of kids that's raised on a sugar diet of pop culture and social media and being in the in crowd with retweets. And I think that that's actually the point is that we've created a generation that's ripe for this phenomenon of uh, really having this collective mockingbird effect that you have someone like Taylor Swift, who's sparkly and popular and brings the crowds in in mass. And then you have her subjects who haven't been trained to think beyond the headline of the day and the tweet of the day. And so it's just ripe for someone like Taylor Swift to step in and tell her minions who to vote for and the crowd goes wild. I do think it's interesting that you've got Travis Kelsey on the other hand, where we're, we're, we've lost so many or the Democrat Party has lost so many of the young men who fled to the conservative circles because they don't want to be emasculated. And so now you have this interesting relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, where you've got Travis Kelsey, who could become Mr. Super Bowl, drawing in the young boys while Taylor Swift is bringing in the young girls, that's interesting to me. And that may be where there's some ring of truth to how much of this is manufactured. But overall, I think the reality is that we've got to do better for our youth and prop up actual heroes instead of sparkly superstars who are adored in mass and then the Mockingbird effect. I mean, I don't know why people are so afraid of her. She does have power. She does have influence. She told people to go vote and something like 35,000 of them did. Um, but registering to vote is not the same as actually voting. And I've been through enough of these elections where we've had George Clooney out there. I mean, like mm -hmm. George Clooney could win the presidency if he ran. They don't listen. They don't tend to actually do it. Like they, they're acting, people are acting like Taylor Swift actually holds the key to the presidency. Like whoever she's going to vote Biden. Hello. She's going to endorse Biden. Probably Travis Kelsey will too. He's big on Bud Light. He's big on COVID vaccines and Pfizer. Um, we, why are people living in fear of this? Yes. They're being propped up by a media that loves the number of hits she gets. I mean, I see Taylor Swift. My kids just said this, Britt. They were like, oh, thank God, one day uh, in which she's not on the cover of the New York Post. That's not a left wing publication. The reason she's on the cover of the New York Post so often is because people are interested in her and yeah, they want people I to buy so. the, the paper. 
the fatigue might be setting in though. You know, I, um, I talked to some of the young, young girls and I've been asking them like, Hey, what, what do you think about this whole Taylor Swift thing? And I think that it's getting overplayed. So if this is the hail Mary by the Biden camp, you know, I think that they need to be uh, cautious because that that fatigue is going to set in where you're going to have the opposite effect where people are so sick and tired of seeing them plastered on every cover and you, you can't even watch a football game without seeing Taylor Swift dancing up there you know it's it's a little much and that might actually end up having the reverse effect that if there is like some deep crazy conspiracy behind it then the opposite may actually end up yeah it is a lot much. I'm sick it's a lot of it. much. I, I, and mm. it's not her fault. It's the TV cameras that will, will capture her and the director of the show who says, pop her back on, pop her back on. But they're doing that for the same reason the Post is putting her on and all the, you know, all the newspapers and the magazines are putting her on. She rates. She's she's interesting to yeah. some vast majority of people. I don't happen to be one of them. I don't feel it. I'm You're not a I have nothing against her, though. I'm pissed off about the Palestinian money she raised. Yeah. But I, uh, whatever, like they've, they're making her, this is what we do in America. You know, we, we choose somebody, we build them that's up, right. then we crush them. So I'm sure that's coming for her eventually too. That's right. <laughs> if she's smart, she will stay non-political, which is better for her. She will not be the most popular person in America if she continues to antagonize half the country that votes Republican, but whatever. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, so honestly, it will to be some, interesting yeah, to see. I think it'll be interesting. I was thinking this morning about it to see if she actually does endorse Biden, because at this point, who who wants to put their reputation on Biden? I mean, do you think oh, she's, she's really big on abortion rights. so far? She is. But yeah. it's one thing to say you're pro that or and pro trans and pro all the things. But it's another to say you're you're coming out and endorsing Joe Biden. Do you think she's going to do it? Yes, I do, because she hates Trump. Here's Here she yeah. was um, back in 2020 uh, commenting about Trump and Marsha Blackburn, who, by the way, she was very much against Marsha Blackburn, uh, who was reelected. So, I mean, yes. <laughs> there are limits to this woman's power. She's very good behind the microphone. She's good at getting people to show up at the concerts. Whether she can sway entire elections with her magical endorsement is another very open question. But yes. here's a little flashback for you in South 30. And the other thing, just from a security so you standpoint, think people, Taylor Swift comes out against Trump. I don't care if they write that. I'm sad that I didn't two years ago, but I can't change that. I'm saying right now that this is something that I know is right. And you guys, I need to be on the right side of history. Yeah, and if he Taylor. doesn't win, then at least I, I, at least I try. I can't see another commercial and see her disguising these policies behind the words Tennessee Christian values. Those aren't Tennessee Christian values. I live in Tennessee. I am Christian. That's not what we stand for. I need to do this. I need you to just, I need you to forgive me for doing it because I'm doing it. Mm. There we go. She's really not a pro-Trumper. <laughs> She's not pro she is not. She is not. <laughs> She is not. I think she also is, you know, unfortunately, I think there's a little bit of an identity crisis just hearing that, you know, she's she's a Christian. She's a Tennessean, but then she's pro-abortion, anti-Trump, pro-trans, you know, trans. So there's a lot there to make of what what actually is she? I don't know if she knows who she really is, to be totally honest. I think she's very confused and it's confusing just hearing her. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, you know, she grew up in a more 
Christian conservative family from the sound of it, but then got the adoration of the music industry, the you know television and movie industry, Hollywood writ large, um, not to mention Democrats, all of whom are begging for her to shine any light on them. And they, you know, they love bombed her. And so suddenly mm-hmm. she's like, oh, oh, maybe, you know, if I if I'm with them, I'm on the cover of all the magazines. My everything I touch will turn to gold because they control all these industries. Yeah. OK, I, I like it. L- let me hear them out. And so, you know, you can kind of see the spiral. Yeah. Conservatives it's a don't lot really of pressure. do that to people. No, it's a lot of pressure for her to be fair as a person. Um, And she's got plenty of handlers that handle a lot of that pressure. But if she was wise, I think it would be a smart move for her to not go all in on Joe Biden and stake her reputation and aligning herself with him, no matter how much she hates Trump. Well, is she going to go Biden? Most likely. Is the Hail Mary going to work? I don't know. I don't know. I think people are hitting a pretty strong point of, Uh, contempt for Joe Biden. So I don't know, like you said, I don't know if her power goes that far. Mm. And you also, um, I don't, you just never know, like maybe somebody will get to her. Maybe Chloe Cole will get to her and say, yeah, true. They cut off my breasts when I was 15. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think I'm sterile now because of these treatments. Please, please stop pushing this LGBTQ stuff because Mm -hmm. you're hurting real people like me. Um, Okay, so there's a lot going on now in the transgender lane, including Leah Thomas, who won all these NCAA titles and medals. She's the one he is the one who beat Riley Gaines. Well, tied with Riley, thus depriving Riley of her proper place in the fifth spot at one of these NCAA finals. And um, this is a this is a guy who was swimming as a guy who sucked. His name was Will Thomas and then decided to be, quote, a girl and take all these women's medals. And it turns out the NCAA and others, the Olympics now have changed the rules saying the body that's in charge of the sport can determine what the standards are for who can swim or who can run or who can shoot or who can do whatever. And that doesn't work out well because, um, the, the rules by the swimming authorities will make it such that Leah Thomas can't swim in the, the Olympics. And so Leah Thomas is now filing a lawsuit, uh, report here out of the daily, uh, daily wire, but it was in the daily mails in a number of places that um, he's mounted a legal challenge in hopes of reversing the regulations placed on men competing in women's swimming with his eyes set on the Olympics. Original reporting, they said, was the Telegraph. So he's not going down without a fight. He believes he has a right to swim with us women Mm. in Olympic swimming, Britt. Mm. I I mean, I honestly thought we were finished with having him in the headlines, but I guess we're not. We just can't get rid of um, him getting into our spaces. But uh, I was I was surprised that he's going to take it this far. But the reality in all of this is he's bigger, he's stronger, he's taller, he's longer, he has the male hormones. He's a man, no matter how he wants to spin it, how many lawsuits he wants to bring forward, he is a man trying to compete against women under the pretense that he's a woman, under the pretense that men can become women. All of that is on its face a lie. And so it's just, to me, it's just this hamster wheel with him and with this ideology where it's gonna, we're gonna hit the breaking point. I don't know what it's gonna take, but we will look back on all of this and say, we lived through complete and utter insanity where we actually considered men, women, 
and allowed them to compete in women's sports. I, I hope that the um, decision by the swim, what is it, the swimming league is upheld and um, that he's denied entry. He shouldn't be. He's a man. He should not be competing against women. Correct. And women need to speak out about it at every turn. You know, Rachel Maddow wants us to believe that she's for women's rights. She is when it's E. Jean Carroll suing Trump for an alleged sexual assault that may or may not have happened 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. But on this issue, mm -hmm. and apparently Rachel Maddow was a competitive swimmer in high school, was actually recruited to swim in college Interesting. and had some shoulder inju injury. So this is this is her lane, so to speak. She's never said anything. We, we tried to look. We couldn't find anything in defense of women who are competing against this man stealing their titles and their medals. This is not her issue uh, because those women she doesn't give two shits about. Now, mm -mm. in speaking of swimming, um, something related, surfing, you may have seen this story about Rip Curl and, yeah. you know, this brand, this iconic, I guess it's an Aussie brand. And they had a brand ambassador, surfer Bethany Hamilton, who, um, they, you know, she's described as living, the living embodiment of resilience and strength. And she lost her arm. Was it a shark attack? She yeah. Yeah. Too. When she was young, she was a young girl when that shark bit off her arm. Yeah. They made a whole movie about her and, yep. um, she was the brand ambassador, but they dumped her, uh, reportedly only one year into her five-year contract because she does not believe that transgender quote women should be allowed to compete against actual women in sports. And who did they replace her with a man, a man, a transgender surfer, um, okay, West Australian transgender surfer, Sasha Jane Lowerson. Um, and this has been Ugh. like a huge issue. Make it stop. Look at this. We oh, got our I hands can't. in these pictures. Oh. This is a man. He posted them. You're oh. seeing those here exclusively. He had these on his, on his public pages. And then when the controversy hit, he took them down. Look at this. Look of at this. Of course he took them down. Mm. Look at this, trying to pose as a woman, trying to look sexy. It's an obvious man in women's lingerie. Oh my gosh, no. Look at this. No. Can you believe this? What? And, I can't. Um, no. This is, this is who they replaced an actual woman with as their spokesperson. But the silver lining, Brit, that there was so much blowback, including in, in Australia, that now they seem to have done a 180. They've, they've taken the pictures down, at least, of this new hmm. guy posing as a woman um, suggesting they may have gotten the message that like Bud Light, go woke, go broke. What do you make of it? Yeah. I don't know if that's enough anymore. You know, I, we've, yeah, I, I don't know if that's enough. I think that these corporations and companies who want to play this game and it is such an offense. It is such an offense that we women have to watch as the, as men who look horrible horrible as pretend women, you know, all, all the pictures you just showed, it is such an offense that companies would seriously do what they're doing and take these amazing women like Bethany Hamilton, who is a, an overcomer and a champion, an incredible athlete. She's a mom. She's a wife. I mean, she is the, the American sweetheart. She's, and beyond that, she's a, a champion for women across the world. She's absolutely amazing that they would replace her with a counterfeit dude that looks absolutely terrible as a make-believe woman. He doesn't even look like, like SNL couldn't even do that. He looks, he looks horrible. And if they think yeah. that they can just 
take it down quietly in the dark of night and then, you know, we'll, we'll be okay with that. No, like they need, they need to issue a public apology for having the audacity to pretend that a man can be a woman and make, make that, make a point to apologize to us women. I, I'm done with these little quiet tactics of like, we'll just quietly make it go away. No, no, you need to be held accountable to what you did. And, you know, summer's coming. Maybe it's RIP to rip curl, you know, don't buy the suit. I I think that until these major corporations want to actually publicly say they are sorry and they did wrong, we've got to stop supporting um, these companies. They had this guy posted as a fake woman for five days as their new spokesperson. And I have to say, kudos to the women of the world who rose up to, to say hard no, yeah. absolutely not. And this is not only is his sin taking over for this actual woman as the spokesperson who's overcome everything and continues to surf, um, but it's surfing as a woman. He's surfing in the women's competitions. And unlike Will Thomas, who sucked as a male swimmer, this guy was actually very good as a male surfer. So guess how he's done since, quote, transitioning to female? He's crushing them. He's crushing the women because he's got the femur length and the leg yep. strength and the upper body, yep. all of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's that happy go to away. steal their medals and their money. And now their spokesperson positions. And thankfully, Britain, one case that the women said no. And by the way, you could see it coming because the CEO of Rip Curl, they finally appointed a woman for the first time in the, in the country's history. And she was like, I really think the motto going forward is inclusivity. That's what it has. Inclusivity of men. And we have to get the men yeah. into the women's positions. No, no, absolutely not. And I, we're done with that. We're done with playing patty cake and pretending like that's that's a reasonable thing in this madness. no. Men aren't women. We're done with it. We're not going to allow men in our spaces and in our sports and replacing us as ambassadors for brands, as counterfeit women. We're done. And these these companies need to take note. And if they have played the game, they need to come out and publicly apologize to women for what they have done. And I want to applaud you, Megan. I saw your tweet um, with the whole Haley Davidson, the trans golfer guy. And you, um, you came out and you said that if more women will say, we're done playing, we're not going to play anymore. We're going to sacrifice. We're going to give up our award, the purse, the award money, the title that, um, that you'll come in and support those women. And I just want to applaud you for doing that. We need help match the prize money. Yes. And I want to thank you so much for that and really just put the spotlight on that. We need more conservative voices like you who will stand with these women who feel largely alone. And it's a scary thing to sacrifice all your work and all your time and effort and the amount of money that you've put in to hopefully win prize money to then take a knee and say, I refuse to compete in an unfair playing field. And so I just want to thank you for saying, I'll stand with you and I'll match that prize that you sacrificed. So thank you. We Uh, need need more like you. That's awesome. We, we need a big fund. We need a big fund that will cover all these prizes because, you know, while $2,000 may not break the bank over here at devil may care media, it means a lot to the young bikers and the young swimmers and the young golfers. And it really would be a reason to not stand down. 
And so, Mm -hmm. you know, if we can pull our money and like cover all these events so that these women who do have financial considerations that make them compete, even though there's a man standing there at peril to themselves, I mean, physical danger comes, then we should. So I'm all in on that. I actually want to get organized and create an actual like charity where we could contribute and these women could feel supported. Yes. Um, That's what's needed. Thank you. Can we spend a minute on, is it, it's the it's the Miss America, Miss America. I get confused Mrs. with Miss USA, but it's a Miss America. It's is it Mrs. Mrs. What Madison Marsh? Right? Oh, Miss. She's the yeah, Miss America. Yeah, you're talking Miss America. Yes, because there's a controversy with the Misses, but there's but the Miss America. <laughs> the the news is that she's a woman. <laughs> yes, and she won, <laughs> and she's a military service personnel. So like, finally, they did the right thing. That's news. Isn't that crazy? That's news. And she's extraordinary. I was going through her bio sheet and I thought, man, we actually have something to celebrate in the, in the pageant world. She's just um, a total brainiac. And then she is a fighter for our country. She's a Lieutenant, I believe in the air force. um, And she's gotten all these awards. She's studying public policy at Harvard Kennedy school. She's um, set up all these uh, charitable foundations. She's a, an incredible actual woman. And, um, you know, maybe we're starting <laughs> to see that pendulum come back where, um, we don't want the the headline that another guy stole the title, but we actually want real beautiful feminine women to wear the crown. So I'm all for her. I, um, yeah. I was very, very happy to see this. Same. So what happened with Mrs. America? Mrs. America 2023 competed in Miss World days after having a baby, Hannah Nealman. What's the story there? Did you see her? No. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know how she did it. So here's my TMI. When I had my kids, do you know that, remember those like, um, those panties that you have to wear that are super baggy and they're like sheer, they look like fishnet stockings. I don't know how in the world Hannah was up on stage in a swimsuit and somehow escaped having to wear those horrendous things. She wasn't bleeding down her legs. She looked absolutely incredible. And she had given birth just a few days before competing. The controversy was it was too much. She should have been home in bed with her baby. And I say, you know what? For all of those who naysayers who want to find something to yell about, find something else. I think it is extraordinary that this woman who is a phenom, I mean, I don't know how she did it, but that she was able to get herself to a point where she brought her baby with her and she competed on the world stage in a swimsuit days after giving birth. That's not for everyone, but she is a wife. She's a mom and she carried herself with grace. And um, you know what? I, I applaud her for pushing herself to get on that world stage and do that. I never, I would have been in bed bleeding, but um, all the power to Good her. honor. Well, the rest of us should have a competition for like the real mom's body after they skip birth. No, please, no. No one would do the stage. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> see who wins that competition. Britt, oh, so much love. Thanks for coming on. It's great to see you. Thank you, Megan. All right, we're gonna be back tomorrow with an exclusive interview with that Montana couple that's lost their child because they refuse to affirm the gender madness. So wrong. Thanks for listening to The Megan Kelly Show. No BS, no agenda, and no fear. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. 
It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel